thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yep. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you join us today for Jesus the Heater. Welcome. Come on in. We're already in here. We're waiting for you. So we're glad to have you with us today. And don't you love the Word? I mean, we love the Word. It takes a man's life and it sets it on course. And uh, the more we walk in obedience to the Word, the better life is. Amen. Uh, We've been looking at something. We've started a series, and we invite you to go back and watch the previous episodes of this series, but we're teaching on fervency Mm -hmm. because fervency is really the spiritual temperature Mm -hmm. in the life of the believer. Um, what is our spiritual temperature? Well, the word has something to say about it. You know, if, if you go to a doctor for a physical, uh, just a routine checkup, they'll always take your temperature. Even if you go in with no symptoms, because that, that thermometer reading, the temperature reading of your body is an indicator of your physical health. Well, even so our spiritual temperature is an indicator of our spiritual health. And we want to make sure we're paying attention because if our spiritual temperature is too low, then our spiritual health is not what it could be or should be. And it will start showing up in our physical health. It'll start showing up in our financial health. It'll start showing up in the health of our marriage, the health of our home, the health of our business. It'll start showing up. And so uh, we just want to make sure we look at what the Word says about it. Uh, We're looking in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, Jesus was speaking to John and he said, I want you to write the following to a church that there were several churches there that Jesus had messages for that were in operation during that time. And to the church in Laodicea, he said, write this. He says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So we see this, cold or hot is acceptable to him, to, but, but not lukewarm. Yeah. Right. Right. Now we would think to me, lukewarm, naturally thinking you'd think lukewarm would be better than cold. Mm-hmm. When he's referring to someone that's cold spiritually, they've never heard. Yes. They've never heard the word. They've yes. never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, if someone is lukewarm, they had to have heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They had to either have heat applied to them to get to a point of lukewarmness and they turned the heat off or they were hot and cooled down to lukewarm. And so lukewarm is not the safe spiritual uh, posture. We need to be hot for God. Amen. So Jesus is basically saying, I would rather you were cold 
or hot than lukewarm. Why would that be? He's saying, I would rather you'd not heard than have heard and stepped away from it, turned away from it, set it aside, devalued it, dishonored it. And so uh, we want to be hot for God. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 10, uh, Paul is writing and he says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So we see this, if we're fervent in spirit, uh, the word fervent, the definition of it means to be hot, but not just to be hot, to boil. So it's a degree of hotness. It's the highest degree of hotness is to be fervent. And so notice he says fervent in spirit, but in, in verse 10 before that, he says, he talks about walking in love with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He talks about honoring one another. When you're hot for God, that's easy. When it's a struggle, your love walk, <laughs> yeah. our spiritual temperature is off. Yeah. Yeah. We, need to, we need to be hotter. Yes. Yeah. What's that mean? Full of the word, full, full, of, the word. full of the spirit. Yes. Yes. Amen. And not only that, it says not slothful in business, just like we wouldn't be slothful with our business because we know we would not be having success in business. If, if someone is slothful, they will not have success. They could have had even so he's comparing that fervent in spirit. Don't be slothful in spirit, be fervent in spirit, because if slothfulness will hinder your business, slothfulness spiritually will hinder your life. And so here it says fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So how does God want to be served with fervency? He wants us to be interested. He wants us to be all in. He wants us to be wholehearted in, in our serving of him. Amen. That doesn't mean that we're not taking care of other responsibilities of life. It means that he's first. Amen. And then the Amplified Classic of this uh, verse 11 reads, never lag in zeal. What's that mean? Don't fall behind. Don't let your spiritual temperature drop. Don't get behind. Why? Because you're not safe if you lag behind. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the spirit. And we were talking about when you heat up iron and you need to shape it, you need to mold it somehow. It's got to be at a certain degree of hotness. It's got, it can't just be hot to the touch. It's got to be a glow. That means it's burning, burning to where it's, it's glowing. It's so hot. And that's what we're instructed. Be a glow and burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. Now, um, when you're, when you're hot for God, it's easy to shape you. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's easy for him to right. direct you and lead you and mold oh, you. Exactly. You don't have resistance to it. Right. If, there's, if, if, an, if a piece of iron is too cold, it will resist yes. any kind of shaping yeah. of it. Uh, uh, someone who may be strong and they may be skilled at their craft, but if the iron is not hard, hot enough, it, it's going to resist being moved. Right. If we're struggling... In what God's dealing with us about. Heat up. (laughs) Because it will help us make that, make that transition, make that change without struggle. Amen. So, um, we, it's up to us to tend to our spiritual temperature. It's not up to God. How do we, how do we 
increase our spiritual temperature. Well, we addressed that in detail in previous episodes. Feed on the Word. Spend time with God in prayer. Yes. Have right fellowship. Yes. Ha, don't, don't make your primary fellowship those who cool you down spiritually. They need to heat you up spiritually. Where you go is going to affect your spiritual temperature. What you participate in, the recreation you engage in, how much time you spend in recreation is going to, is going to affect it. How you spend your life is going to influence and affect our spiritual temperature to either raise it or lower it. I want you to look at, um, I want to look at a passage. You're familiar with it, but it's such a blessing to us to see it um, in the context of this message. Go with me to Daniel chapter 3. In verse 14, we'll start in this passage. Now, you know this, uh, God's, uh, God's people were carried into captivity. Um, they were carried off. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel were four of those that were carried off. And um, they were found to be something excellent in them. Yes. So they took these men and they trained them as when they were young, they trained them to serve mm -hmm. in positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. And so we don't go into their entire history, but they had been trained by the king, uh, by his court. They had been highly educated so that they can bring a supply to this nation. And um, so King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he at one time sets up a golden image so that uh, those of his, his, the dignitaries of the nation, the leaders of the nation, yeah. calls them together for them to bow and worship this image. Right. So because uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are part of that leadership ranking, they're called to this event. And we find that he gave them the command. He said, there's going to be a sound of music. We're going to give off a sound. Music's going to start playing. When that music plays, you're to bow down and worship this golden image, which I have set up. Well, if they're to bow down and worship, if you're not the one bowing down and worshiping, what's that mean? You're standing up straight when everyone else is bowed down. So it's no secret who's not bowing, right? These men are standing out prominently as we're not bowing. So those around who saw them not bow, they send word to the king and said, you got three men over here who are not complying. They're not bowing. So the king Nebuchadnezzar calls for them to be brought before him. So this is where we're at in Daniel 3, verse 14. It says, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods? nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now go down to verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Because he tells them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a second chance. I'm going to play the music again. When the music is played, you better bow. They're already telling him. They don't wait until the, he can see that they're not going to bow. They tell him, we're not going to bow. So they said, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we don't have to go off and pray about it. We don't have to take counsel about it. We're already set. So they said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Verse 17, if it be so, if what be so, if you do throw us into the burning fiery furnace, because that's what he said, I'll, I'll throw you into a fiery furnace if you don't bow. 
They said, if it be so, if you do throw us in, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Look at this. And he will. He will. Look at their certainty. Look at their surety. How are you able to be so bold in the face of life's threat? I would say this, this is not an ordinary faith. When they set themselves with their own faith, this is to me a gift of faith also. Now, what is a gift of faith? When man has gone to the limit of his own faith, another faith from heaven will meet that. And it's called a gift of faith. But it won't replace for a man not using his faith. When a man is using his faith Uh to the limit and the situation calls for more, then God's, God will send a gift of faith that will meet that faith and carry them to the finish. Because this is not an ordinary setting. Uh This is not like ordinary faith. But they're using all their faith and God met them. If it be so, verse 17, if you do throw us in, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But I don't know how many kings would appreciate that kind of talk. (laughs) But if not, verse 18, and most read this wrong. Mm -hmm. They say, but if not, but if God doesn't deliver, be it known to the O king. Now see, that's wrong. Let me finish the, the wrong way people process this phrase. But if not, if God doesn't deliver, be it known unto the king, we'll still not serve thy gods. You don't have to tell the king you're not going to serve his gods if God doesn't deliver you from the burning fiery furnace because you'll burned up. (laughs) It's not in keeping with the previous verse. Mm -hmm. Verse 17, the first phrase says, if it be so, if you do throw us in. Verse 18, but if not, but if you don't throw us in. Be it known unto the O king, we're not going to serve your gods. So they're not saying if God doesn't deliver them in verse 18 because they already said he will deliver us. They're not changing their confession. They're not fluctuating. They're saying if you throw us in, God will deliver us. If you don't throw us in, we're still not going to bow. So what did they expect? They expected the king to change his word before they expected God to fail them. And a king doesn't change his word in front of his dignitaries if he doesn't have to because it it makes him look weak. So again in verse 18, but if not, if you don't throw us in, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. I guess so. (laughs) And the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. This is not the first time. I would say this. This is not the first time this furnace has been used. Mm -hmm. It's probably a form of capital punishment, right? right? They being dignitaries would have seen this furnace used. They know what happens. If a furnace, if you throw a man into a a burning fiery furnace like that, it's going to have an effect. Why is he 
is he, is he heating it up? Sometimes when you take your stand of faith, it looks like things got worse once you took your stand. Oh, yeah. That's not because your faith isn't working. Mm-hmm. It's because your opposition is questioning their device. He was so angry with them, I'm going to heat it hotter. Yeah. Or he's wondering, they are so bold to not comply. I need to make sure what I'm using is enough. Right. Oh. Verse 20. And he... Nebuchadnezzar commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Why use the mightiest unless he's afraid of their deliverance? They have been so certain. And uh, he didn't just use just the buck private. Mm -hmm. He took his elite team. Mm And he said, you bind these men up and you take them. Mm-hmm. We see this, Nebuchadnezzar's wavering. He's questioning mm-hmm. that which he's using. Verse 21, then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So in one action, this king has lost his mighty men. He's lost his elite team. Verse 23, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. And he rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors. See, he's got a team of his advisory board there. Listen to the question. Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? My gosh, he stood there and talked to them. (laughs) He's thinking, I'm having mental issues. (laughs) Yeah, king, you are. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Deep, deep counsel there. Verse 25. The king answered and said, Lo, I see four men. They're loose. The king got to see something that day his eyes would never see again. And no other man had seen before. I see four men loose. Remember, they were bound. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. Mm -hmm. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Isn't that interesting? Um, The king got an education that day. Because he had said, who is this God that shall deliver you? Back up in verse 15. Who is this God that will deliver you out of my hands? Mm -hmm. Who is he? All of a sudden now he knows this God has a son. Because he said, lo, I see the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Mm. Um, Thrown in, bound. Standing up, unbound. Mm -hmm. Walking around. What does fire do? It burns off that which would hinder you. When you get hot for God, 
that which would have hindered your spiritual progress is burned out of your life. Many times people are trying to get victory when if, if they would just heat up. Just get hot for God. Just stoke the fire. Just um, get hot and full of the word. Get full of the spirit. Have a, fi- have a faith that is violent. Yeah. When I say violent, I don't mean in a, in a, in a, in a criminal way. The word tells us that um, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence or invites violence. Then it describes divine violence. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and then it describes what this violence will do. And the violent take it by force. What's that mean? The force of faith. You take what God has made yours. That takes a violence of faith. It can't be an apathetic faith. Mm -hmm. It can't be a casual faith. It can't be a disinterested faith. It can't be a lukewarm faith. It can't, it's got to be hot faith to be violent. So feed your faith and stoke your faith until it becomes violent. What's that mean? I'm grabbing hold and I'm not letting go. And everything else is leaving. Everything else is leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm the one holding fast. Amen. So King Nebuchadnezzar said, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. Notice this. They are doing what no one would have done naturally. Why? Because they're in a supernatural setting. Walking in the midst of the fire. Mm -hmm. Look at the next phrase. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Mm -hmm. What's this mean? When you're in faith, you're not there alone. Heaven is participating. Heaven is moving. You will never stand alone when you're in faith because heaven moves for faith. The power of God meets faith. Amen. Amen. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and he spake. And he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God. Now look, I want you to see something. We didn't really read this previously because I was was looking over it, but we need to see this. In verse 15, and it's the last few phrases, when he said, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? God heard that. He said, let let me introduce myself. So now when, Shad, when, when King Nebuchadnezzar goes to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, he didn't send the mighty man. He didn't send an army. He didn't, um, I mean, a, a military man rather. He didn't send a counselor. He went himself to the mouth of that burning fiery furnace and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God. A lot different than verse 15 of who is this God. He, now he knows who he is, the most high God. He said, come forth and come hither. He had such a testimony playing out before him. He knew they not only didn't burn out, they could walk out in their own, under their own power. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of been tempted to say, come on in. It's all right. No, no, bad joke, bad joke. It says, then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. 
notice it looked like they were going to be, um, it looks like they were belittled in front of the nation, in front of the dignitaries. Oh, yeah. But look what happened. The dignitaries are there to witness something. Verse 27, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, yes. nor was an hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed. They didn't, their, their, their clothing was not fuel for the fire. Right. Right. I love this. Nor the smell of fire had passed on them. That is so good. This is what hotness does for your life. Why? You can't burn up fire with fire. They went in fired up. What if they'd have been lukewarm? It'd have been a different outcome. It mattered that they faced fire on fire. Their spiritual temperature was hot. What's that mean? It doesn't matter what comes against you, yeah. be hotter. Be hotter, yeah. be hotter for God. Be full of the word, full of the Holy yes. Ghost than what comes against you. Amen. 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 Verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, blessed be the God. Now he's blessing God. He's praising God. Verse 15, he didn't know who he was. Challenged him. But now in verse 28, he said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word in front of all the dignitaries. His word changes and yielded their bodies. This is key. We can't be run by our bodies. We yield our bodies. Yielded their bodies that they might not serve, but they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything against the, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. Their houses shall be made a dung hill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Yeah, yeah. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Notice this. An entire, uh, the national religion was changed that day. A nation turned to God because three men were on fire. They went into the fire hot for God and it changed an entire nation that day. And not only that, promoted. Not not capital punishment that day, promotion that day. It matters that we're hot. It will, uh, it will determine the outcome of every opposition against our life. Amen. Don't want to miss tomorrow. Amen. It's been a blessing today to get to be with you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Jesus gave us the key to his success. He stayed with the plan that God gave him to fulfill. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, God the Revealer of Secrets, you will learn how to know God's perfect will for your life and how to accomplish that divine plan. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.